Hey everybody, I'm Luke. Ah, and I'm Kurt. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to The Breakdown. I mean, what a great show. It's our 100th episode. Yeah, so for those of you who are wondering, there is a 99th episode. Yeah. It's just that you can't download it. No. You're just going to have to pray that the Holy Spirit downloads it to you. <laughs> I, w- I would like to start this new year by raising my right hand, not my left hand. I'd like to start this new year by making a confession, if I may, um, to the judge and the jury. I botched last week's show, and we didn't find out until it was too late. So uh, I apologize. It was a great show. It was amazing. We loved yeah. it. We were very excited, um, and we lost it. So We did the entire the entire show we did and i noticed when i when i went to hit the playback i'm like luke you sound really really funny you sound like you're a squirrel in my microphone and luke but i wasn't worried because i'm like dave can fix everything that's what i thought i thought surely he can do his thing you know wave his wand does whatever he does you know surely david will fix this and david called us or texted us late that night he's like guys this is not happening this show is not going anywhere um we're gonna hear kurt and then we're gonna hear the squirrely mic of luke (laughs) Inside of Kurt's microphone, this is not going to work. So rather than make you suffer through the 99th episode, kind of interesting that that is gone and we come right to our 100th episode. Or is this, do we now have to eat this? Is this the 99th? Do we have to eat this as the 99th? It can be a debate, you know? I'm not debating anything. We have enough to debate today. I sat here and I recorded a 99th episode. I did too. So this is the 100th. All right, fist bump that right there. Yep, we we have a 100th episode at the start of this brand new year, 2024. Mm -hmm. I talked to somebody this morning and she was saying, hey, I'm just really glad the holidays are behind us. And it wasn't negative. And I was like, you know what? For the first time in my life, I actually feel the same way. I have such an anticipation and expectation for this year more so than I have for other years. I don't know how you're feeling as we begin. Yeah, it just feels real open, yeah. fresh. And yeah. It's going to be exciting. So uh, I am very excited. Um, we heard Barbara share a little bit on Sunday. She came up and was very excited to share what she is seeing the Lord do. So, you know, the time is here. We're watching God do amazing things. And I think if we just remain open, allow the Spirit of God to reveal to us, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Now, you have something. You you happen to have a regular listener who yes. is a family member of yeah, yours. Yeah, my sister, Brianna, and, if you're listening, thanks, your questions Brianna. made it onto the show. <laughs> so only, <laughs> only because I accepted them, Brianna. So, Luke is not ready to accept them. <laughs> so um, yeah, so she she said, Oh, for your hundredth episode, um, why don't you guys share a little bit more about yourselves? And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, not like super into it, but she's like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna write up some questions. So she got some questions for us. Really? She wrote them down, she folded them up. There are these little green pieces of paper here on the table with us right now. So you haven't seen any except for the one I that you I have not opened. seen them. Okay. Yeah, except for the one when that I opened. When did she give these to you? New uh, Year's get- Christmas? Um I think it was like the day before New Year's Eve. So like okay. uh, Thursday or Friday. Thanks, like Brianna. That. Um, just the Saturday, fact that you care that much, I think is really oh, awesome. Oh, she does. She's very sweet. That's so awesome. Um, so the way this works. Okay, I'm here. I'm ready. According to Brianna, Brianna's rules. All right. We go rapid fire. So I read you a question. I have to you answer. you have to answer it. So we got to keep it going quick. Okay, yeah, because we can't spend the whole yes, show on this. No, I All mean, right. and each of these questions we could spend a lot of time on. Okay, so but we're not rapid going fire. To All right. right. Go. Brianna, so, you win. All right. So I'll do, how about I do three questions 
Fine. All right. It's your, it's your rules, man. All right. What was your first job? Caddy, Pawtucket Country Club. If you could make it to the Olympics, what sport would you compete in? Skiing. What was your favorite subject in school? None. None. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say it's something to do with, uh, okay, psychology, high school. There we go, psychology. Ready, Luke? Yep. All right. Do you have, I, I, hang on, I can't even read that. Okay, there it is. Do you have any phobias? Oh, phobias. So I would be called a germaphobe for most of my life. Wow. Um, yeah, but it's, I've grown out of it. Nursing really helped with that. Okay. So. All right. Very, that's awesome. Very interesting. Okay, we can't park on any of these. Your sister's <laughs> rules. Okay. Uh, what's one of your your pet peeves? I want to add words. Oh, so what's one of, one of pet, your pet oh, peeves? Oh, my, my biggest pet peeve? Yep. Um, when I'm in the bathroom... And it's it's a, like a public restroom. Okay. I and the the door is locked. I'm in there. Someone comes and they they feel that the door is locked, but they but they still feel compelled to <laughs> knock. It's as if I did not see the door jiggle oh, and hear God. it. It's because there's you know there's reasons for that stuff. It's because somebody usually is sitting in there in silence, not answering. And you're wondering, did some kid just lock this from the inside and then crawl under? <laughs> okay. That's why they're doing it. Uh, extrovert or introvert, Luke? I am an extrovert. Yes. I 100% and so agree. are you. Yes. I think if people looked at you, they would think differently. All right. Three are. more for you. Go. All right. What Bible figure would you like to have dinner with besides Jesus? Peter. Awesome. What is your go-to pizza topping? Pepperoni. And what's your favorite worship song? That's tough. Taking too long. Um, I would have to say Majesty. Delirious. Awesome. All right. I just want you to know that my answers were all one words and you, you spoke a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man. Uh, probably an actor. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. All right. All right. Sounds good. One of your goals for 2024. My, one of my goals, uh, just to dial in on my diet a little tighter. Really? Yep. I guess we share that goal, huh? <laughs> All right. And what was your first car? My first car was a Dodge Stratus. Really? Yeah, 2002. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> That's awesome. 2002. That's All right, let's go. A couple more. All right, a couple we're, more. We're going to do them. Here we go. If you were stranded on a desert island and you could have an endless supply of one food, what would it be? Mm. You're on an island. Peanut butter. All right. That's that's good. Sweet and full of protein. <laughs> How many hours of sleep do you need? Six. What book are you currently reading? Oh, John Milton's uh, Paradise Lost. Excellent. My brother-in-law gave it to me as a gift for my birthday, so I was very grateful to receive that. Very excited about it. Okay, here we go, Mr. Luke. We'll do the last beach or mountain for a relaxing getaway. Beach. Brianna, why did you have to put this in here? Because the truth is, I want both. What I'm always after is the beach mountain. That's where I'm after. you got to go to the lakes for that. Good question, Brianna. Here we go. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, um, coffee Oreo. Yes. Yes. That so is good. actually a so really good. good one. 
What's the most memorable concert or live performance you've attended? Oh, man. Oh, that's tough. Probably um, when I when I went to Passion. Oh, wow. Yeah, that whole weekend was like one concert worship service. I yeah, 100% believe sure. that's probably the best experience. Yep. Now, have you Glorious done- day. Oh, yeah. Have you done Soul Fest? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, I'm not either. But I know passion concerts are just, the weekends are unbelievable. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that was really fun. Brianna, thank you so much. That was really, really awesome. David, you can insert some claps and some sound effects here. That'd be <laughs> wonderful. I'm just going to tell you everything to do. But hey, that's awesome. Brianna, we still have some more questions, as you probably remember, because you wrote them. We'll I'm save saving them. them right here. I dropped one, and I maybe if I can pick it up by the end of the show, I'll ask it to you just to round out the show. Just really blow it right Sounds up there. Sounds good, man. All right, wonderful. Well, hey, listen, brand new year. And what I appreciated as we were here on Sunday, um, I will say, too, just a little shameless plug for a couple of things right here. As we have turned the corner for the new year, uh, registration is open for School of the Spirit. Our returning students can log in and Register for classes if you're new to school and you would love to explore. You can get onto our website right now, schoolofthespirit.church. We do have a part-time and a full-time package, but you could also take one class. We don't like to say that because we like you to take a couple together, but get in, check it out. Um, I think something's better than nothing. I agree, actually, which is why we make that accommodation. Another shameless plug for our children's ministry going into our second month of our homegrown writing our our own devos, our own curriculum. It's been a lot of fun. I know Pastor Holly and Roger, they are on a little break right now, just enjoying Plymouth. And of course, Ford Wesley was born. We've got some more babies coming. That's awesome. Uh, But really excited about our children's curriculum and what God is doing this year. So if you have been looking for a place to plug in, again, I'm going to keep saying it because it's so important. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that if you Feel a call to preach or teach, um, starting in the place of kids ministry mm-hmm. and not just trying to leave there and launch from there, but yep. always coming back to the place of, hey, I love to teach the children. I Absolutely. love to inspire them. Absolutely. Um, this is not, they're not just the leaders of tomorrow. They are the leaders today where they are oh, in yeah. their own yeah. world. And so it's really important. And I think it's also uh, just in, in our everyday conversations when we're witnessing to people, family members, friends. Um, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, the simple, plain teaching is all that we really need. It's very, very true. It's very true. I love that, man. So a lot of, a lot of great things going on. Of course, we're coming out on a brand new year. Please keep praying and trusting the Lord for this sanctuary reno, which is really, I really believe we're getting to that place. God is just opening up some awesome doors. So we're trusting the Lord for that. Um, and the Lord has his reasons. You know, for for what this sanctuary will be, as I've been hearing about some different things, I'm like, wow, God, that would be just like you to bring that here or to do that. So God's timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's really perfect. It really is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're here on Sunday. We're in the message. This this I would say is a a follow up to the the week before Mm -hmm. message where the week before we were kind of getting drawn into this picture that the Lord has come even for the lowly, you know, for those who who may not be really anyone or anything, those who are forgotten out in the fields just doing their job, they yeah. smell like muck, and you see this beautiful thing where the angels are revealed to them, these shepherds, these lowly shepherds, they make their way to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, they worship him, and they go off telling everyone everything mm. they've seen and heard. Now we move forward to this 
you know, somewhere within this two-year time span of this Magi. And and I love the things that Pastor Zach was bringing out. And part of part of what our show is going to be today is actually a really good demonstration and model of how to have healthy discourse when we get to a message where it's like, oh man, like, hey, there are some things I'm not really sure I yeah, agree with or yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. This is actually really good and it's it's something we shouldn't be afraid of. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. Um so for me, I found the message kind of hard to understand uh, on Sunday. Like I, I went to both services yeah. and after both, I was like, I have no idea what this message was even really about. Like I, I could pinpoint thoughts, but it's like, it's like if I had to encapsulate it into what was this about, I didn't have that. Mm. Um, and that's really hard for me. Yeah. Um, and then there were, you know, like Pastor Zach didn't have his notes with him. And, and there were just like a few things that, like as he's talking, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, and so I had to go back and listen to it a third time right. yesterday. And I made like I had to take time and make notes, and I came away with a better a better understanding of of like where his heart is and and where where uh, where the message was going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important that we take the time to do that. Yeah, you know, because I think it's very easy for us to. Um, write something off that we don't completely understand at correct, first. Correct. Right. Yep. Um and it takes extra work, but that's the work that we're called to do. And mm. even Pastor Zach at the beginning got it. of second service was talking about how um he was bringing up you know that move of deconstructionism. And 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 the good part of that that he highlights is how yes, we and he says like we should be waving a magnifying glass over what we believe and why we believe it. Mm-hmm. Now, to wave a magnifying glass, it means you're, you're taking time. Mm-hmm. You're taking time to look at it. And then he even pointed out how, you know, over the course of uh, his years of growth, like he's looking back on past messages that he's preached. And he's oh, like, for sure. ooh, I kind of got that wrong. And, for sure. you know, so and and I can do that for myself, too. Like there's times like where I've taught and I'm yes, thinking sir. back on specific quotes. <laughs> and I'm like, if I could go back... I would preach the message the same, but, but not, not say it with those words, yeah, right? I agree. I agree. So I agree. There's two things I want to say to this right now, Luke. And, and it's the first thing is that we, in the past 50 years, I was sharing this with you yesterday and I was meditating on it this morning when I was getting up, at least 50, maybe longer. In the past 15 years, we've come from a very pastor, teacher centric, driven church culture. We have churches that were established not on this apostolic, fivefold picture uh, or the five gifts picture, the five ministries picture, but on a pastor teacher, because it is important oh, to have a pastor teacher installed in a church oh, who yes. can rightly divide the word of truth and all these different things. So what's happened in some of where we've come from, it's really what I was leaning into. Some of where we come from is that if you disagreed with the pastor, or if you didn't quite see the message the way that he did, or the passages the way that he did, you know, one of you was wrong, and the pastor certainly couldn't be wrong, so therefore I must be wrong. And what I love about this culture that we have here at HPC is that there are some absolutes in Scripture, and then there are some things that it's like, hey, we're really leaning in to Mm -hmm. understand as best as possible, and Pastor Zach is not offended if you're seeing it differently from him. And it's actually what makes a beautiful Mm -hmm. body, is to learn from one another that we all don't have the full picture. Mm-hmm. Paul is very clear in 1 Corinthians 13. We know in part, we prophesy in part. And, and Jesus is the full picture. And yep. our goal is to try to understand in the complete reality. But th- that's the first thing I want to say. And the second thing that I want to say um, 
in regards to this message is I actually love because it kind of puts the end cap on the Lord using the foolish things that confound the wise. Mm. You know, the first the first group of people post sin, the first group of people that God ever called was Abram when he was a moon worshiper, mm. when he was a star gazer. And you see that all the way here now in this magi, these astrologers, yep. these magicians, you know, and they're now being drawn to the worship of this king. So I just, I love for me, as I listen to this, I was getting really excited because I love how yeah. God oh, is yeah. showing yeah. not just the poor and impoverished, you know, at the birth of Christ, but mm-hmm. also these people who would. The, the, oh, yes. Because w- the heart of the father is for reunif- reunification with his children. Yeah, yeah. And he he looks for anyone whose heart is seeking mm-hmm. after him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do whatever it takes to reveal himself to them. That's right. Um, we cover this in, in my class in, at School of the Spirit. You know, we cover the whole question of you know, what happens to people who don't hear about Jesus and and. You can come take my class in the fall. <laughs> in the fall. Uh, in the fall. <laughs> but but basically, like there are testimonies after testimonies yeah. of people from around the world, different cultures, where Jesus is revealed to them in a clear way, mm. where it is Jesus. Yeah. It's not like, oh, just this idea of this being. No, they know they they get the full Jesus revealed to them. Mm-hmm. And and in all these things said, it doesn't negate the fact that we have a responsibility. Paul writes to Timothy, yes. study yep. to show yourself approved, mm-hmm. a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, exactly. rightly dividing the word of truth. We have a responsibility yes, we do. to study out the scripture, to make sure we understand it. And I think, again, as I was, I look at Sunday and then walk away from Sunday, my heart was just lit because I do believe Part of what I teach in my classes, all this worldview stuff, we live, we live in such separated worlds. You know, you know what I teach in the powers mm-hmm. and the gospel. I firmly believe that we have to, in this new, in this new covenant, in this time or dispensation of grace, the time of the Gentiles, so the Gentile world might be mm-hmm. saved, we have to really look at everything in our world through a gospel lens of things are either redeemed already through Christ mm-hmm. or they are redeemable. Yes, God is not exactly. viewing the world apart mm-hmm. from himself. Mm-hmm. So to me, I sit there, and, and I want to get into some of your feeling, but I sit there and I get elated because I'm like, this is exactly yep. how I see the Lord moving. Oh, 100%. 100%. And this is why I think it's also important that we uh, you know, reiterate what Pastor Zach said last week. Um, uh, he was talking about how like we believe like the Bible is the inspired yes. word of God. There's no errors. Inerrant. Yep. Um, and it is complete. So this is why all discussions, all teaching, everything, we have to go back to the word. Correct. And we are all submitting, we're submitting to God and his word first before we submit to, you know, man. That's right. Um, and we have to hold each other accountable to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's but again, that's why. Each of us as believers, we are equipped with the Holy Spirit to to go and study the word for ourselves. That's right. And we need to do that. Absolutely. You know, you have these prophecies in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, which are confirmed in Hebrews. And, and God says, listen, I'm going to bring a new covenant. I'm going to put my law in their heart and on their minds. Mm. I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my people. And no longer shall you say to your neighbor, know the Lord, for everyone shall know me. Amen. How, how could everyone other Amen. than through the Holy Spirit? Yep. So you're right. We have a responsibility to to know the Lord and to know his word. And as we move forward here, I love some of the things that Pastor Zach was coming at. It's like, you know, 
we have all of our our crushes or manger scenes and they all have yep. three men who are you know really dressed well and it's like okay they're not necessarily kings we don't have that clarification we have the word magi mm-hmm. which closely relates to magician yep. you know astrologer soothsayer scientist with all these different things it's it's a big package it's a big package that yep. fits into this category but just because there's gold, frankincense, and myrrh doesn't necessarily mean that there was only three. three. So oh, yeah. Cool. No, no. Great stuff. No, because like those those kings, those rulers in Persia, mm-hmm. they would have like a, a, a whole collection of these guys. Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> you so read about it in the scripture. They're funded by, you know, the, the palace mm-hmm. they're fu- they're, to just study science, yep. um, to work their magic, um, and the king would call on them for, you know, uh, different advices or different things when he needed them. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, uh, I just wanted to bring this out because I, while uh, these guys were searching for the star, I think they, they there is a, there is a, an, a theory that we can get from scripture where they actually really probably did know who this, who this baby was going to be. In really? A yeah. Because, so Pastor Zach brought up how, you know they were from the courts of the you know the Persians yeah, and, and Persians, all of that, yeah. and that's where Daniel and mm-hmm. the, you know like the children of Israel had been taken captive. So the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel gets thrown into the den because he was praying, um, and then he survives. So then, upon his you know his him being saved miraculously by God from being saved um, from from the lions, yeah, King Darius he says this. So this is in Daniel chapter 6, 25 through 28. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth. May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves he performed signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the king of Cyrus, the Persian. Yeah. Isn't that really cool? It, it is really cool. And it goes, if you go back a step further, where, where is it? This is awesome because mm-hmm. you have it confirmed. Yeah. Even before that, when the children of Israel are traveling around yep. and there's such a great fear of them that's sweeping over the land. You know, Balak goes to Balaam and says, hey, listen, you got to curse this people. This is what pastors actually yes. bring up. Oh, yes. And yes. I had never. I, this is why I love when you look at the Old mm-hmm. Testament writings and you read them through the lens of Christ, you see everything fulfilled. And so in looking back and seeing in numbers, I just thought this was awesome. Yeah. Where Balaam is prophesying and he's talking about this the star. star. I'm like, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. I just didn't pay any attention. It's like, oh, absolutely. this is so cool. So yep. you have you have generations, generation upon generation where God is prophesying and even using. Now, again, I think I think that the part we, we have a hard time reconciling, Luke, is because we want we want everything to fit in our nice box. We, we, we can tend towards legalism and religion. We just as humans, you know, when we come out of sin or when we have been radically saved, we tend towards now adding to that. Like, this is why Paul writes to the Galatians. Do you think having begun in the spirit, you're going to somehow be perfected in the flesh? And this is, I think, the challenge sometimes. If God 
is speaking through Balaam or Balaam can't do anything but speak a blessing as opposed to a curse, mm-hmm. you know, or you have King Darius. Was it Darius or Cyrus? Darius. Darius. Yeah. You know, writing this edict and it's God who is ruling mm-hmm. as the ultimate ruler of the yes. hearts of man. Yes. You know, his influence upon right. man. Right. You and I were talking about this before the show, this, this beautiful balance of man's free will mm-hmm. and yet God's intervention. Yeah. And so yeah. I think I think it's challenging to us when we see God doing something that may sort of be out of the scope of what we believe is acceptable. Well, yeah, because I think the thing is, like, God will use, he'll use anything, he'll use anyone. Yeah, even a donkey, by the way. Yes. <laughs> um, and when we tap into spiritual things, whether we are um, God's child or not, we're going to get something spiritual. Yes. This and it's good. really important that we understand that just because God is moving through something or someone, it doesn't mean that they are in a right relationship That's or right, right standing with God. That's right. Like even the character of, um, you know, Balaam, and this is one of my concerns from Sunday. Like I, I, uh, I felt like it wasn't fully fleshed out. Okay. Just for people who aren't, who don't, who aren't aware. Right. So yes, Balaam was hired to curse the people of Israel, he ends up blessing because mm-hmm. he taps into spiritual things mm-hmm. and the word of God prevails, right? So he, he, he only says like what God wants him to say. Um, but throughout scripture, you know, Balaam is, is not celebrated as a, a person of faith. Like he actually gets killed um, and, and is numbered in, in Joshua, someone who was, you know, killed by the Israelites. Um, and then in in the New Testament, in Jude and uh, Peter's writings, mm-hmm. you know, he's listed as someone who would use spiritual correct. things for for monetary gain, right? Correct, correct. Um, and even Jesus says in Matthew uh, twenty five, he's uh, verses twenty one. He says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Right. So it's it's this fine line of recognizing the move of God, um, but understanding that in order in order to be part of his move, part of his family, that takes a, a heart change on the part of each of us. Absolutely. I, I actually love that you're taking time to share that, Luke. And here's the way that I've kind of broken it down mm-hmm. in my mind, okay? This is the way that I understand it. Um, let me see how I, can, how I can say this here. I believe the scripture teaches in the New Testament that the gift and the call of God is without repentance. I believe that we are giving gifts by the Lord. Amen. First Corinthians 12 talks about ministries, gifts, and activities. I believe that those come from the Lord. They come from Jesus. They come from the Holy Spirit. I believe that the more that we're submitted to the Holy Spirit, the more that we get to access and be involved in those things. However, I do believe that God has given gifts, even at birth or in conception, in Mm -hmm. the development stages of the womb, that you are instilled with gifts, even if they seem very natural. God is not going to revoke that and take that away. You, with your free will, get to choose what you're going to do with that. I was uh, actually doing a funeral on Saturday, and as I was praying about this man whom I didn't know and just leaning into the Lord, I felt the Lord bring this question up. It's like God's big question for his standard of life is, what did you do with the gift of Jesus? Mm. Not all the other gifts that I gave you, 
what did you do with the gift of Jesus? Yeah. Which is the distinction you're making here. Mm-hmm. You can have gifts and you can do great things, but are those gifts surrendered to Jesus? Because you're 100% right. Listen, for a long time, I didn't understand familiar spirits and what that actually meant. But these spirits, they've been around for generation, a millennia, longer than you and me. They've studied your history. They've studied all these different things, and they are familiar right. with these things. So that's how they can influence. Yep. So when somebody is using like sorcery or, or, or some type of palm reading today, they're tapping into yeah. these familiar spirits. Oh, yeah. It's not the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit right. that they're accessing. Now, can the Lord still work through something like that. There are undoubtedly times, there are testimonies. We, I, I don't want to share the story because it's not my own, but there's multiple stories that have already come to us at School of the Spirit where we've heard like, wow, most people would put their finger on that and say God could never use that. And somehow through this process, not, not condoning mm-hmm. it, Luke. And I yep. think this is the part that yep. we have to make clear. Oh, absolutely. It is not a condoning of all this interaction with, with this demonic the stuff, occult. the yeah. occult. Yeah. No, 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 no. But if God wants to intervene in a situation, he's going to. Right, absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to highlight some of these verses because, you know, this is a really big topic. We haven't covered it. Oh, and, I know. You know, even like sorcery, when was the last time I studied up about sorcery? <laughs> no, I just knew like, oh, that's just something that God doesn't want. Yeah. But I, I got some more verses because I just wanted to show. So in the Old Testament, Sorcery is condemned. Mm-hmm. So in Deuteronomy, and there's multiple verses, but I'm just going to share Deuteronomy 8, uh, 18, um, 9 through 13. He just, and God says, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, mm-hmm. who practices divination or mm. sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Mm-hmm. Anyone who does these things is, de- is detestable to the Lord because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. Yep. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. And then in the New Testament in Galatians uh, 5, you know, Paul lists uh, witchcraft and idolatry among these other acts of the flesh, like sexual immorality, impurity, anger, selfish ambition, factions, you know, mm-hmm. drunkenness, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So he's listing all of that together. So it is condemned again in the New Testament. Yeah. But what's interesting is, you know, like some people be like, yeah, but we're called to prophesy. Isn't that, you know, speaking from the spirit? So isn't that like, sort? no, it is very, it is very different. It is very, very different. Absolutely. You just brought it up. I just brought it up. The the distinction there and where it gets clear is that when you're prophesying, you're prophesying hopefully mm-hmm. in the spirit by the Holy Spirit right. of God and his revelation. And when you're operating in some of these other things, that's all familiar spirits. That's all mm-hmm. the demonic right. entities that are influencing what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. And again, this is why we come back to the word of God, the mm-hmm. written word of God being paramount. Yeah. Because when we prophesy one to another, we're not going to say anything new or different than what God has already said. And we are to be testing it with the word of God. Yep. Absolutely right. We should be putting every word of prophecy to the test. Mm-hmm. And and I love, even as you spend time talking to Pastor John and the way that he operates with his prophetic team, they are very serious about that. They will even listen to or watch or study a written 
prophetic word, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I know you can't see my air quotes, and determine what part of this is the Holy Spirit, what part of this is the flesh. And I think it's really important. They have some other distinctions as well. I don't know them all, but this really important to be able to chip away at anything that's given, not from the word of God, but from somebody today, if Correct. a prophetic word, Absolutely. and say, hey, what part of this yep. has been influenced by the flesh? Where's where's this really just mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit? But And I remember uh, one thing Pastor Zach has said way back, um, this might have been even like two years ago, but he basically said like prophecy, a, a, a true prophecy will always point back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference with sorcery and witchcraft all of those things are very much focused on ourselves. Self, man. You got it. It's and it's so, manipulating the spirit world yeah. for my own gain. So good. Right? Dude, you're bringing that up. And all I kept thinking about, I was talking to my dad and mom on the phone last night and just kind of reviewing a few things with them. And and, and you're talking right now. All I keep thinking about is Simon, the sorcerer in yeah. the New Testament. I believe it's Acts chapter mm-hmm. 8. He gets this experience. He watches everything that's happening. And he's in this juxtaposition of like, wait a minute. I want that power. Again, it's self-motivation. So he tries to pay the apostles for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they curse him. They're like, listen, you're going to die with your money. Like you're so focused Mm -hmm. on all these things. What should I do? You should repent. Right. You should repent of that and ask God to forgive you. So he says, hey, pray for me. Pray for me. So it's just this beautiful picture of people who there is a strong. We've talked about this all last year. There's a strong shift to paganism right now. There is a strong oh, shift yes. to the occult. It's been for a while, and it makes sense if we're headed towards the arrival of the Antichrist, okay? His Antichrist spirit is here. So it makes sense that there is a shift towards that. And I fully believe that there are still people who are yet to be saved coming out from the occult, coming out from witchcraft and all these different things, and they've seen the power of evil. We have one account. Mm-hmm one account that came through the School of the Spirit. Again, I didn't want to share it because it's not my own, but I'll share this part. And one of the one of the people was sharing with us their former lifestyle and where they came from, the occult and witchcraft, and they really thought, believed wholeheartedly that they were a good person, and they didn't necessarily, although it was incantations mm-hmm. and um, all these different spells, in their mind, because of how they were raised, they were like, this is just the way that I practice. But when they actually saw the evil reveal itself, it completely turned their heart around and they started running towards God. They're like, Mm -hmm. that's not what I signed up Mm -hmm. for. So again, you see how you said it from the beginning. Those who are truly seeking will find the Lord. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because his heart is for us. And Mm -hmm. this is why it's so, you know, we have to understand the father's heart Mm -hmm. and he, he desperately wants a relationship back with his children. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we'll get to it, but like when, you know, Pastor Zach was saying, like when heaven makes a deposit, the world will make a transfer. And then when heaven deposits its riches, the world will transfer its wealth. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that and I listened to this other message and I was like, you know, the greatest transfer that the world ever did in response to heaven was transferring Jesus to the cross. Yeah. You know, cause that was the father's plan and what did, and the way it looked is like, Jesus submitted to the world, transferring him to mm. the cross. Yeah. And that's often what I think it looks like for us too, mm. is like, because in this world, we are called to be Jesus. Yeah. Um, but that is, that's the greatest part. And that displays the father's heart. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. That's, it's an excellent way to put it. That's kind of where my mind went on Sunday with that concept of when heaven makes a deposit, earth makes a trans- transfer. Transfer. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking transaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
That's exactly right. And again, Pastor Zach talking in the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What I did like is sort of this weaving through. When I hear when I hear some of these things, I always tell Pastor Zach he's like the unintentional prophet, and I'm really <laughs> after him to find out whether or not he knows what he's doing. But I think that he, there's a keen ability there to be able to weave through some things, like seeing with Daniel and the Medes and the Persians, and seeing with Balaam and that prophecy there, and even saying like, hey. A lot of us, we were originally taught, and I still think that there is so much more. We don't we don't have our finger on the pulse of everything that the written word, it's living and active. So even gold, frankincense, and myrrh and those gifts, bigger than we can understand. Yes, mm-hmm. that one of them is incense and bur- burial preparation. You know, I've heard all those things, and I never really thought of, okay, this great move that Joseph and his family are going to have to make and oh, make, yeah. maybe that yep. gold being yep. part of the exchange there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I I really appreciated how Pastor Zach brought us back to, you know, like the gold that had been taken into captivity. Oh, that's what now I'm saying. it's coming back. Because that is the father's heart. It's like you can't take from me what is mine. <laughs> yeah. I will get it back. Yeah. And that's that same heart for Towards us people. where it's you know what the enemy takes from you, mm. I will restore and I will I will restore it in a greater way. Yeah. And then whatever I call you to do i'm gonna equip you for Mm. um and that's gonna you know it's gonna include hard times and include good times yeah you know and i think that's that's also uh, a point that i really wanted that i felt called to emphasize is you know it's not always gonna look like prosperity Mm. you know god's god's part of god's provision for you is it's it, it 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 is in times of prosperity but the cool thing is when you sense his provision, even in the hard times. Absolutely. And Paul talks about that. He sure that, does. Right? He sure does. You know, he talks about, um, you know, I can I can do well with much and yep. I've learned to do well with with little. That's right. Um, because in order for him to fulfill God's call on his life, mm-hmm. the, the transfer on the world's part looked like putting Paul in a jail cell. Right. And that's where he ended. Right. 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 But on a spiritual level, because Paul was tapped in... Mm-hmm. He understood the big picture and what was really happening. That's really good. I think to look through our own lives, um, that's sort of the the end of last year for me. Um, just come through some amazing things and received a lot of healing in the last week or two of the Christmas season of 2023. And it kind of put a it just tied everything up on a bow. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we we long for things to happen sooner. We long for things to happen in a different way. And when we're submitted to the Lord, God was reminding me at the end of last year, if I asked him to have a deeper relationship with him, if I asked him to reveal himself to me more, that means I'm surrendered to his process for how he wants to do that. Yeah. And Paul says, listen, I have no other intended purpose in my life other than that I may know him mm-hmm. and I may be acquainted even with the fellowship of his suffering. And so there is this, this balance of like, not everything in my life is going to have this, you know, it's not going to be broad stroke, stroke, I can't get the Mm -hmm. words out, brushed, broad stroke brushed with this prosperity. Now, at the same time, if God wants to use that, he absolutely can. This is the thing, we want to put in it all in a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, um, I think it's important that we don't fall into thinking, well, all roads lead to Jesus then. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's, that's not true. No. Um, you know, Jesus is the only way to the Father. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it starts with Jesus, it ends with Jesus. If you if the only way for us to come into relationship with God is is through is through his son, Jesus. Yes. 
Now, if we are truly seeking, God will do his part Mm -hmm. in revealing Jesus to us and to those who are seeking him. Absolutely. I mean, we don't have time. You're not going to believe it, but we're uh, but we're like 10 seconds away from hitting that 40 minute mark for our 100th episode. So That's awesome. It's really awesome. We could go on all day about this. But so. you you even have in your class you talk about mm-hmm. this this individual yeah. who was in Islam and the and the Lord yep. Jesus revealed himself. Yes. to him. Yes, no, it's a powerful powerful story. Um if anybody wants to know just just come see me I can get you the link to the YouTube video. But it's a powerful story of this man who was a terrorist um and he gets thrown into jail um in in another country and he's truly been seeking Mm. and jesus reveals himself to him yeah as i am the way the truth and the life like those exact words and that he is jesus and he's like i've never heard those words before yeah it, it's it's beautiful because what it reminds me of, you know, when we say that for those who are truly seeking, I just want to put the pin on it with, and mm-hmm. say this. We tend to look at those who are truly seeking and we want to set the standard and the the rubric for what seeking looks like. But even Paul, who wasn't seeking Jesus, mm-hmm. was really seeking the heart of God Correct. by trying Correct. to root out this yes. way. Yes. And God saw that as that's something I can use. That's a heart and a zealous heart that I can get in, in my Right. Oh, and, absolutely. And I can use it. Absolutely. So. Do you have any? I have. I found your sister's question. They hit the floor. You and did. I think we should end the okay. show. So when when we end the show, because we're gonna we're like forty two. You've got one more point. You I wanted. do. Yeah. I do because I I just wanted to bring up. So like you know, Pastor Zach, um, he says this: the Lord will use the most unlikely things. Mm. Don't you think for one second that because somebody isn't on the path that you want them, or doesn't it doesn't mean that they're not on a path that the Lord set before them? And I think like. We're we're kind of tapping into, you know, like what is the the real truth in that? It's it's not that God doesn't put sin in front of people. He doesn't put sorcery, he doesn't put drug addiction, he doesn't he's not having that person in that. Yeah. It's God will reveal himself to someone who truly wants him, even if they are in that life. Mm-hmm. So it's not about us trying to clean up in order to get the revelation. That's right. It's I just have to recognize I there's something more and it's not in me and I want this. And then God God works with that. He sure does. So it's not a, con- a condoning of their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that we shouldn't be concerned for people in our lives that are engaging in sin, engaging in harmful practices. We can call that out. But again, it's calling that out mindful of the bigger picture of even more than them becoming free of this is they need to come into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. I tend to think about my own life of sin and how when I was radically saved at 18, even though I grew up as a Christian, radically rededicated at 18, all the sins of my life were not instantly rooted out. In fact, you know, there are some weights and besetting sins. And the thing for me that I have found, I will say this to you, Luke, and I will say mm-hmm. this on the on the show here. Mm-hmm. There are certain times in my life that I'm like, Lord, I can't do anything to rid myself of this struggle no, and I and I can't. I don't know what's going on. I want to be well. I want to be made whole. I have a relationship with you. I don't understand what is going on here. Why since I'm not there yet, why don't you just take me? Why mm. why am I still dealing with this? Yeah. I don't understand. You can't possibly be pleased with me. Yeah. 
Okay, so you're going to No, cuz it's just it's it's tapping into something that I was thinking about okay. the other day. Okay. So so why why are you letting me stay here when I can't get a handle on this and I will tell you in those times in my life what I have seen more than anything is how patient and long-suffering mm. the Lord is because it's not just that he wants me I will tell you this way. It's not just that he wants me to be able to put that sin away from me. But those recurring, repetitive, mm. they are, there is some etching, there is some mark yeah. on our heart and our soul that actually needs to be healed. And when it's healed and when it's invaded by the Holy yep. Spirit, that yeah. is where yeah. it breaks yeah. free. Well, and that's the thing, like Pastor Zach brought, he emphasized that at the end of the message where he's like, God will bring everything to the day of completion. Yeah. That includes us and that includes the call that he wants to do in us and through us. Um, but one thing I was thinking, I was thinking about the other day was how, you know, like there's times like we were like, God, why don't you just like take this away or work this miracle or yeah. take away this struggle from me? Yep. And it's, it, it's goes back to like what Paul is saying, like my, we're, we're, you know, the Lord says him, my power is made perfect in mm. weakness. My, my grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. And God is going to work that, that miracle. He's going to get rid of that sin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he is more interested in you getting his truth mm. and growing than it is getting them, getting you this miracle in a way that maybe you wouldn't have learned what you needed to learn, Yeah, right? Um, and then there are, t- but it's, it's hard because we see, we can look at other people's life and they're like, how come that person was like radically delivered or like they just get it's like they it seems like they got this huge miracle and again it's we have to go back to our relationship with our father that's it right there it's the one word we have to end the show on and it's it's relationship even the passage about didn't we do many things in your name what does it come down to right you didn't know me right it's all about relationship and the healing the deliverance being set free from besetting sins they have come at this crossroads where the lord wanted to intervene and bring me to a greater mm. relationship yep. with him. Yep. So you're right. He is working everything to the right. day to completion. You know, he, he is. is not. He is. He's, he's going to bring it to pass. All right. One question. Thanks, Brianna. Right here. Right here. Okay, here we go. We're going to both answer this question. What's your happy place? Oh, my happy place. Um, Probably right now, it's it's jujitsu. Yeah? Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Absolutely okay. love it. That's yeah. really good, man. I don't want to fight you. My happy place would be not totally non-religious right now. I'm just literally saying my happy place is early in the morning, rising with the Lord and just getting along with him. It's my, I don't have a more favorite place to be. It's mm. my favorite place to be. So. That is awesome. Yeah, man. Well, I think you should close us out in prayer today, bro. Okay. Father, we thank you uh, that you are a good father, mm. that you love us and that you are calling out to each of us and, and, you know, when we think of people in our lives that uh, we want to see come to you, it can it can be so hard for us uh, because we see all the stuff in their life that needs to be undone. But Father, we submit them all to you and we know that you are working uh, behind the scenes and help us to see things from your perspective. Um, and that one day, just like uh, the, the Magi, they will come and they will bow down before you and worship you. Mm. And so we submit all things to you. We submit our lives to you. Um, and we trust that no matter where we are in our life, whatever heaven says, you will make it happen. You will cause uh, the world to um, do what needs to be done 
in order to accomplish your purposes. And so we we trust you knowing that there's no wall you can't break down. There's mm. no door you can't open or close. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And this is The Breakdown 2024. Give me a-